Hi, I'm Greg Potter, and this is 20-Minute Collaborations. Hello, welcome back to 20-Minute Collaborations. I am currently in northern Wisconsin at my parents, taking a few days to spend with them and also hide and work while I recuperate from this very exciting weekend in Los Angeles. I had to go actually to uh, north of San Diego for a wedding on Friday, and the wedding itself was absolutely gorgeous. As we look at it from a collaborator and collaboration standpoint, the wedding planner was absolutely magnificent. I've planned a lot of weddings. I've done a lot of event planning with my company, Project Connect. However, this wedding planner blew me away. It all started when I walked in the wrong door when I arrived because I didn't know where I was at this place called The Secret Garden. And she looked at me and she giggled and she's like, you can walk through that way. And I think you're Greg and I think the bride wants to say hi to you. And so I walked through and saw the groom before the ceremony and and then went and found my, my seat. But she opened the space with love and humor so easily and so fluidly that all of her staff and everyone involved in the wedding was so authentic and genuine in creating the space that everyone could share on this very special day for my friend Stacy. I bring this up because today's guest, as in we are in the last part, the fourth episode of this four-part series on creating space for collaboration. This guest knows me very well and has helped me build my event and campaign marketing company from basically the ground up. Ali Itzik Heifetz started with me as an intern seven years ago. And since then, we did some amazing projects together, as we'll talk about a couple of them in the episode. But we had the pleasure of creating space and running and managing and marketing events for people with big causes. And as we were closing this series, it was necessary that I brought her on to join me so we can talk about it. Allie is a professional event planner. She is a space maker. She's worked on huge events from San Francisco Pride to side events at Coachella. She's originally from Madison. She's bopping from Madison to LA in her different work endeavors. And she has a fun story to talk about one of our mutual friends, companies and one of the first times that they got out to market Petforia. Here is the final episode of the four-part series on creating space for collaboration. I hope you enjoy. I can't talk about you without like with you sitting right here. Listeners, we're ending this four-part series on creating space with collaboration with someone who I have created so many spaces. Project Connect, my company, would not be here without the amazing Allie. So welcome 
Allie to the podcast to 20 Minute Collaborations. Thank you for having me, Greg. I'm very excited to be here. How are you? I am I am alive. I'm doing my best, you know? That's all we can do, right? That's all we can do. That's <laughs> all. We're just bozos on a bus, just trying to do our best. <laughs> Listeners, this is like talking to a family member. And in the intro, I had shared a little bit more about Allie and Mai's relationship together, but it's just sitting with you in this moment and anticipating what story you're going to tell is so exciting. Will you first tell the listeners a little bit more about you? Yeah. So I'm Allie. I just turned 30 and I split my time between Madison and LA. I started as Greg's intern, but I won't get too into that because I know Greg is probably going to tell that way better than I could. Then we worked together for several years and Greg has been such a big impact on me and my life. And I'm very grateful to have him here. I've been doing events for most of my life um, and that's been my career. And right now I've been helping my friend Grace run her small business Petphoria, which has been so fun and so exciting. And yeah, that's me. Oh, and I don't know because I haven't recorded the intro yet, but Allie has been doing space making for events all over the world over the last few years. And it's pretty incredible. And so with that said, I always invite a guest on and they share a story and we talk about it and I ask questions to pull out lessons on how we can be better collaborators. So Allie, would you like to tell your story? Yes, I would love to share my story with you, Greg. Thanks for asking. Okay, so I wanted to tell a story. Well, I guess I thought about a lot of different stories that I could tell because as you just said, Greg, like I've done a lot of different events. I've collaborated with so many different people and some have been very big and exciting and others maybe not so monumental. But this story, I just feel like, I don't know. I like this story. So here goes. Great. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) It's actually going to be about Petphoria and the bodega, Greg, which we used to do together back in the day a little bit um, with 100 Mile Sauce. And so a couple summers ago, Grace had started her company and I had been talking about all these amazing markets and events that are in Madison that would be a great place for her to go and showcase her product. And she was like, she's from LA, you know, she was like, oh, I don't want to do an outdoor market. That sounds gross and dirty and not fun and I told her how much fun they are and how great the community in Madison is when it comes to shopping local and supporting small businesses and so I finally talked her into it and our first event was going to be the bodega at Bree Stevens and we've been getting ready for the event and Grace ended up not being able to be there in person for our first event because it was her sister's college graduation so valid reason not to come. So I was in charge and I had me, our college intern, and then our little high schooler there to help me set it up and run the whole show there. So we get there the day of the event. It's so hot. It's so windy. Things are blowing everywhere the second I walk into Bree Stevens. So we start unloading everything. We start getting set up. Things are flying all over the place. 
Abby, the intern gets there. Annalise, the high schooler gets there. They're like, what should we do? And I'm like, I don't set up, start setting things up. I don't know. So we're all just kind of like putting things together, trying to do this, trying to do that. Things are kind of starting to come together. And, you know, I thought I knew exactly how we're going to set up. It's going to be really easy. We're just going to throw the product on a table, call it a day, because that's what my experience previously had been. We didn't really care about brand aesthetics as much or decor or making it a whole experience for the shoppers. So that was just something that, you know, I hadn't really thought about, hadn't come to my mind. So luckily we kind of, you know, were able to pull it together if you look at our picture from the first event to what we do now, it is very different, but it looked pretty good. <laughs> so then we start setting up and we're having issues with the card reader. And I'm like on the phone with Grace. I don't know what to do. The wind blows our tent over the whole thing. Bye. <laughs> on the other side of Grace Stevens. So we're running after it, trying to get it. Luckily, another vendor ended up loaning us their sandbags. So tent stayed down for the rest of the evening. Our displays were knocking over. It was crazy. It was so much. I was very stressed. And then at the end of the night, we had made a lot of sales. We had made so many good interactions with customers and had so many smiling faces and so many laughs. We had had a great time, the three of us. You know, we were not mad at each other. We were not fighting at the end of it. We all came out of it still very good friends. And everything turned out really well. We learned a lot of lessons from this event. And I think a lot of things for me as trying to be a leader or coming into that role. And needless to say, we have planned every single event very much more meticulously after that. But it was fabulous. I would not change it for <laughs> Thank you for sharing such a vulnerable story because you have leaps and bounds in the events that you've done and the work that you've done and the impact that you've made. I want to first go to your intern and your, this, you know, these younger employees that this was their first time as well. So when you're going into creating a space and it's the first time for you, as well as you're holding space for people who are on your team who it's also their first time and there's a lot more anxiety and a lot more ambiguity for ambiguity for them to work with how do you how do you struggle through that how do you work through that how do you embrace that I think that for me I always try to stay really vulnerable and authentic with people so if I am kind of nervous about something if I don't really know what I'm doing I'm going to be honest and I'm just going to let them know and say I don't know what to do, but we're going to figure it out. Um, I guess along with that, I always try to keep a really positive attitude because I think there's generally a positive, something positive about the situation or some kind of positive outcome by the end. So I try to keep my eye on that prize and, and keep it positive. Um, and I think it's also important to like see people for what they need and how can you be supportive to them in this situation do they need you to be a friendly ear to say something to? Do they need you to be really strong for them? You know, so it's also important to look at what people need and try to do your best to give them that as well. I really appreciate that. The first piece that you said, the two things that came out with 
me and my experience is the honesty of, okay, we're here. This is how it is. So we've got to get through it. However, mm-hmm. we can get through it, you know, and just, and I remember working with people from PwC in Belize City when it'd be a hot day already at 8.30 a.m. and the bus would drop them off the school where they were doing the financial literacy camp. And my first speech always to them was, the bus is gone. You're not going anywhere. So we're going to get through this together. <laughs> <laughs> and the the other piece as a leader of supporting the team with the decision, and I think both of you and I model this pretty well, is I gave you agency and this goes back to empowerment and we're empowering each other and since you have the power i'm going to support what decision you made and if it's the wrong decision we're still in it together so that beautiful piece there yeah when it's create space for the first time how do you calculate lessons to move on to the next time you do it or the next event or the next whatever I think you always have to take a minute and step back and take time to reflect because when you're in the middle of an event, whether it's a bodega or a thousand person summit or something, there's adrenaline and there's chaos and you're just going a million miles an hour. So the way you feel in that moment may be very different than you feel 10 minutes later, an hour later, the next day, the next week even. And I think you'll have a lot of perspective on what it is that you accomplished, even even if it didn't go well, that you still probably accomplished something that was great. And so taking time to try to take the good lessons and then reflect on what could have gone differently. What could I have done differently? How could I have supported other people better? Or how could I have asked for the support that I need better? Those kind of things where you just try to look for all the lessons that come through because they can be in the tiniest little ways, things that you may have never really thought about. Completely. And in that, I'm curious too, how do you disseminate those lessons to your collaborative team? And in there, there's a hint of conflict resolution skills needed. So how does that all work together? Yeah, I think, again, trying to just always keep yourself vulnerable and being accountable for things. So knowing that, okay, if this didn't go right, like for instance, you know, I probably could have prepared more for the bodega ahead of time, knowing that I was going to kind of be in charge and have to lead these other ladies. So for me, knowing that, yeah, I could have done that better, I think is an important step in understanding the picture as a whole. And then also then taking that to the team and being able to say, here's what I could have done better. Here's what this could have done, you know, looking at the the whole picture. So when it comes to sharing it with the team, I always find that keeping it very positive, shocker, keeping it very positive is important for me because I find that even if you're trying to share a lesson with someone or a way they could improve, you know, you still have to be compassionate and empathetic and make sure that you're doing your best for them. Um, Because again, we're all just trying our best at the end of the day. And then also, I think that being able to sandwich it a little bit and make sure that, I guess not sandwich it, but you know, if you're going to say, hey, here's how you need to improve, you know, don't just say do better, say, 
how can I help you do better? You know, here are the ways that I think we can work on this together or that you can do better next time. So give them, you know, something to work with instead of just ending it on do better. I appreciate sandwiching. It's, you know, it comes from more corporate leadership, but the idea of, I saw you do this. It was amazing. I see the opportunity for this. And I believe that we can dot, dot, dot. I I believe that's a great way to disseminate information when we're learning and we're growing. How do you hold grace for when the team fucks up as a leader? It's interesting you say that because when I was thinking about this story in particular, I was thinking about one of the lessons for me was give grace to yourself because we're always going to mess up on things, but it's how you handle it and how you move forward and being able to turn that into a lesson and, you know, like change it for the better for next time. So with giving the team grace, I think I am someone who maybe ends up giving a little too much grace and is a little too lenient and a little too, it's okay, don't worry about it because, you know, I probably need to talk to my therapist about why I'm like that. That's like a whole other thing we'll need to go into. But (laughs) I think it is important to have a balance to really give the grace and to say like, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make these mistakes, but also make sure that you're holding people accountable for their mistakes. You know, if you make the same mistake over and over and over again, then there maybe needs to be more of a discussion than please do better next time. And so I think it's kind of a a good combination of both of those. I like that a lot. And also the need for boundaries, you know, that's kind of what you're saying in there is the need for healthy boundaries while also having grace and that balance. And to remind ourselves that we are going to continue to have flaws in our plan, no matter how. And I think this conversation is really circulating around reoccurring spaces that get made. And I keep thinking immediately of, you know, when you and I had 100 Mile Sauce, uh, listeners, this was a Wisconsin's Best Bloody Mary Festival that we had rebranded and we took on from this client and had an anticipated goal of 500 participants, which quickly turned into 1,200 participants. And last minute, we're moving locations. And it turned out to be the hottest day of the year, that first year that we did it. And um, <laughs> people what a day. Peeing, are you thinking about people peeing in the woods? I am too. Now I am. <laughs> and so, and then we got to the next year, which we had so much knowledge and so much <laughs> data to grow from. And we jumped it up to what, 2,200 people and didn't think about how it was the hottest day of the year and not everyone was using the, the porta potties. And so we didn't get more porta potties, but since it was now 60 degrees this next year and people were peeing a lot more that, you know, we still, they're still, we're always going to mess up. And so if that is a common knowledge truth, then maybe we can just be more kind to ourselves. The last- To ourselves and to each other. Completely. Because again, we're just trying to do our best. Now, I want to go back to the story and you had said, we didn't know about creating an experience for the customer. Can you talk more about just generally creating an experience? Because this is the most powerful piece of space making. Yeah, that's such a great point. I think 
customer experience, personal experience is, you know, that's kind of the main goal of all events, of all marketing. It's to make someone feel something and to to leave with a belief or a feeling or something. So, you know, um, at Petforia, that's always something that Grace has been really keen on. She's like, at the end of the day, I want every person to leave with a positive attitude. If they don't buy something, all right, they don't buy something, but I want them to leave being like, wow, Petforia is great. I love this place. So when it comes to customer experience, you know, if you just throw your products on a table and you're just standing back there and you don't engage them, you don't show them what you're about, what your brand is about, you know, maybe they like the product, maybe they don't. That's just, you're leaving it up to chance, I guess. You're flipping a coin. But if you welcome them physically with a very inviting space, you know, thinking about marketing and merchandising and how to create physically, you know, create a space that people want to come into or that they feel good in. And then taking it over to the mentality, putting them in that headspace where they feel welcomed. Thank you for coming. How are you today? You know, these little greetings that can sometimes spark a real conversation or just make someone feel wanted and welcomed. And then I think just speaking to your brand itself, what's your message? What's your identity? So keeping it very positive, very bright, very happy, uh, sending a positive message. Those are things that I obviously align with and that is really important for Petforia. So for me, once I did start thinking about that, it's quite easy, I guess, to make that happen because it's something that I feel so aligned with. So I think just leaving people with a positive feeling is all I can really ask for. I like that. And also what I'm hearing in what you're saying is the need is dictating how the space and how the experience is created. With Petoria, it is the need for high-end gourmet dark treats. With your work with the Uber lounges at like Coachella, that was people are exhausted and they need a space to for respite in the middle of this big music festival. At Ales for Alzheimer's, it was creating an enjoyable space where people would want to pull out their pocketbooks and make large donations towards the Alzheimer's organization. Mm -hmm. So that need is definitely helping drive how the space is created. Yeah, and it's so important to listen to that need because if you're not meeting what the people want, then there's not really a point. What is in all of your experience with creating spaces for different events, what is one of the underlying hidden rules that you always use walking into each different experience? Oh, that's a good question. I think that something that pops up over and over again for me is is kind of that what we just talked about making sure people leave with some kind of good feeling so even if it is an uber lounge where people have just been at a festival all day long and they're so exhausted and they're so tired and they're like help me how do I use my phone you know you're like (laughs) show them some kindness help them get in their uber make it home safe if you're at a conference and someone, a CEO has just flown in and they have their suitcases with them and, you know, thinking about that, making sure that there's going to be somewhere for these busy 
professionals to leave their things, an area for them to have coffee and put their feet up, thinking about those little things that will make the full experience that much better. Because at the end of the day, you're serving the same type of thing. You're giving them a summit. You're giving them a shopping experience. You're giving them a talent show, whatever you might be doing, a food cart festival. You know, all these things are something that a million people are doing around the world. And how can you make sure that what you're giving them is really important to them and really speaking to them? I love that attention to detail. And it's one of your superpowers. And I love that about you. We are definitely out of time. Is there anything <laughs> lingering? Shot. Right. Is there anything lingering that you want to add a little bit more to or that you want to echo or reemphasize? I think just be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And yeah, I mean, if we could all just be a little more kind, then the world would probably be that much better. It's not going to fix everything, but it'd probably just be that much better and make our collaborations and our work together that much better. Agreed. Agreed. Allie, how can people find you? Well, they can find me on Instagram, Allie underscore IH. They can find me on LinkedIn. That's my last name is very hard to spell. So you guys will have to look at the bio to see my LinkedIn handle. Yes, it will be in the show notes. Yeah. And I'm around in Madison all the time. Look me up. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. Let's collaborate. If you're in LA, same. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> It's always my pleasure. Oh. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy. So, so happy to be here. Well, how'd you enjoy that? I hope Allie and I were able to bring you into our world a little bit of some craziness from our time working together, as well as what it looks to start something from the ground up. This story she shared really was able to bring out some lessons on how do we hold space for people when it's our first time and it's their first time and all the ambiguity that goes along with that and the unknown and leadership lessons of empowerment and what happens when it's the first time and we are so lost yet also we know exactly what to do we're writing the materials and the handbook on how to do this in the future. I also love that we got into a little bit about creating an experience. And this really brings into work with Bria Parker and the art of gathering in what is the intention in creating the space and bringing people together. And the last part that I really thought was so interesting in this, because there's a lot of little great nuggets in it, but the how do we focus on the outcome while not pressuring ourselves for the metrics and knowing that we have to go on this journey and we are going to enjoy this journey together while we are creating space for people to collaborate. There's a lot of spaces that you can join me to collaborate in coming up. We have another offering starting in January. Well, we have one in October and then one in January of the life cycle of collaboration. If you're in and around Madison, Wisconsin and on October 16th, the phenomenal Chantel Fowler is going to be here and we're going to have a live podcast recording and then we're going to do some Q&A with answering your questions all about sex with our residential sex therapist 
And of course, there's going to be a bunch of other things coming up. I'll keep you posted and we will get you on the next 20 minute collaborations. You've been listening to 20 Minute Collaborations with international collaboration coach Greg Potter. If you're interested in working with Greg or finding out how he can help your organization, visit ggpotter.com. You can also follow him on all the social media at ggpotter. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of the collaborative ooey gooeyness that you've been longing for your entire life. This is an Artemis Bow Productions podcast.